What is going on? It's a beautiful Tuesday morning. Not in, well, yeah, in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, my name is Headphone Joe. I'm here with my co-host Brandon Tassif, as always. I was making a reference to a Kid Cudi song, and <laughs> it it, it starts off with "It's a beautiful like Sunday morning in Cleveland, Ohio," and I was gonna say like not Cleveland, but then I remember, oh yeah, they kicked Cincinnati's ass. So yeah, it is a yeah, beautiful Tuesday. It's a beautiful morning. Tuesday morning. <laughs> they destroyed them. Uh, this is Cheers from the Press Box. This is the show where we go over a bunch of stuff in sports, mainly the NFL during the NFL season. Uh, so we got the kickoff where we're going to get into some of the biggest games. And we got a game of the week this week, Brennan. Uh, we got the MLB playoffs, which is the World Series at this point between the Phils and the Astros. We got college football to discuss and then quick hits where we'll get into a couple other things real fast. And then if time permits, we may even touch a bit into the walk-off discussion. Uh, but without further ado, and I haven't let Brandon, Brandon say really a thing, time for the kickoff. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. What if Brandon wasn't here and I just was talking to myself <laughs> and just throwing everything just editing clips of him laughing in the background every now and then. Brennan. Yes. It's time for Game of the Week. Game of the Week. We had a barn burner in the yeah. one o'clock window. We did. A game for a division. For sole possession of first place. Tom Brady. Oh, wait, that wasn't he wasn't in this one. For no, he was not. He played on Thursday. We'll get to that. But the Atlanta Falcons, who I have to apologize to my homie, because prior to the season, Vern, shout out to Vern if you still listen to the show, called me. Big Falcons fan. Huge Falcons fan. Last three, four years, he's been telling me how they're going to right the ship. And I'm like, guys, you suck. Um, He called me this year and he was like, I think we could be good. And I was like, wow, he's not telling me they're going to be great. This is a little scary. He was like, I think we can be good. And I was like, I'll put money that you're not. I don't remember what the contents of the bet were or what, like, how much and what they had to accomplish or whatnot. But I think I owe him something now. <laughs> tell your buddy Vern that before the season, your boy over here, Brennan T. Comedy, put $10 down on the Falcons to win the NFC South. Wow. That is, I cannot believe that that's true. At like it was at like a hundred and ten to one or something. It was insane odds. What the Brendan? How did you? Well, I did that. So full disclosure, I did that for almost every team that was oh, a geez. long shot in their division. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, right now you look good. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Carolina Panthers thirty-seven thirty-four in overtime. Uh, the the rare win win the game lose the game. And also, Mariota tried to throw the game away. Yeah, twice. A few times there. The rare win-loss. Uh, yes, this game was super weird. So, B.J. Walker started, even though Baker Mayfield apparently is healthy, but yeah. was the backup. Um, this Which game... Sam Darnold is inactive. <laughs> yeah, I think he's still out with that ankle thing, or they're just... No, not, no, no. He just was, inactive? I think he was able to come back. I think, like, last week. 
This game, um, this game was back and forth. Like, I mean, it was three nothing, then seven fourteen, and then like as far as points scored, it was three seven three twenty one for Carolina, then fourteen seven thirteen three in overtime for Atlanta. And I only say that to say like this game was like points were scored pretty quickly. It was weird though because it wasn't. We went in this game not like you know they trade McCaffrey for Carolina. You don't think. Oh, they're going to try and tank the season, probably. That's what it looks like. And then all of a sudden, DJ Moore looks good. PJ Walker's out here being the XFL fucking player of the year that he is. Crazy. It looked insane. And then Mariota tried to give the game away tried and then made up for it with that run towards the end of, to put him into field goal range. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, though. DJ Moore. Yes. Catches the bomb touchdown, 62, 62 yards yarder. or 57 yards. Yeah, 62 yarder. Definitely more than 62 yards. I hate that that we don't account for the yards in the end zone. End zone, yeah. Because yeah. that was like three or four yards in the end. So that's like a 65, 66 yarder. Yeah, and he uh, catches that um, on a jubilee by celebration. Game's over because Game? he caught that in the waning seconds. All Game they have to now- should be over. Now all they have to do is kick the extra point. It's all good. DJ Moore takes his helmet off. As Michael Wilbon said, he said, uh, what did DJ Moore say? He said it was a natural reaction. And then Michael yeah. Wilbon succinctly said, no, it's a selfish reaction. You wanted, <laughs> hey, look at me, look at me. Um, well, they don't get to see them often. so Yeah, that's helmets, true. So. so it's a 15-yard penalty. And then the Falcons go, no, we won't take that on the kickoff. You can just go ahead and tack that on right now for the extra point. Great strategy by Arthur Smith there. Yeah, and then Eddie uh, Pinero. Eddie wasn't Pinero. He, didn't he play for? Uh, he played for Tampa Bay. Didn't they take him like super early one year? No, like, no, no, no. The uh, that was. Um, you know who I'm talking about. That was right? the Florida State kicker. They yeah, took yeah, super yeah. Early. I, I thought that was that same guy. Uh, no, it's not Eddie. Another he, uh, Spanish named uh, kicker. Those soccer players. Uh, he uh, shanks. Shankopotamus. Wide left, misses the extra point. Now we're Very, going to I, I can see why you'd uh, think it was Florida State related. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. So then the the game goes into overtime. Uh, Mario throws another pick, another one, and you're like, "Oh, this game's sets over. him right up for a field goal." Everything 30, was, is good. DJ thirty Moore, something yards. His uh, his mistake is his blunder is uh, completely smoothed over. Eddie's going to kick this field goal. It's going to be game over. And Shankopotamus. Wide left again. <laughs> and then Atlanta ends up, uh, Koo ends up kicking the, the field goal to win the game. Atlanta oh, takes sole God. possession of first place. Um, so, so many questions. What the fuck is going on in the NFC South? Such a weird division. Do you well, think Atlanta's going to stay at number one? <laughs> so far, we know that Atlanta's decent. What a question mark there. And Kyle Pitts hasn't even been playing well. Well, until uh, the last couple of weeks. Oh, they had a touchdown this week. And did he have a touchdown last week, too? Yeah. 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 So a couple I of, only know because I wanted to get him in fantasy, and I didn't. But he was silent the first oh, five weeks of the season, six I, weeks of the season. I was going to say I'm annoyed because Drake London is like, he had a good start and then it's like tailed off. Trust me, um, my fantasy roster is very aware. 
Uh, do you have way too many Falcons? It sounds like. And yes, no, no, two no. Falcons I, or too many Falcons. I wanted Kyle <laughs> Pitts, but uh, my uh, someone else at work got him, so I ended up going with Drake oh, London. Okay, okay, okay. Because I thought uh, the Falcons. I knew. I knew it. I put a bet on them. Knew. I knew the Falcons. You knew. I knew. I knew the whole time. But um, I don't think the Falcons can stay number one. I just don't have supreme faith in the this is a very interesting year in the nfl as a whole there's so many teams that i have very little faith in um so the falcons are going to play the chargers next it's going to be a game of teams i don't believe in um then they play the panthers again in carolina they play the bears commandos pittsburgh those are three winnable games for them actually then they got the Saints, who can destroy them. The Ravens, who can destroy them. The Cards, who are the fakest team in the world. And then they got the Bucks, So they can win. I got them winning maybe four games the rest of their season. So they'd be eight and nine. Um, so you got the Saints winning the division? Win this the division. The Saints winning the division? Hell no. Oh, I just assumed because. Andy, don't. No, 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 no. I just said no. they could thump them. They could put points on them. Yeah. Well, that was the thing was I was thinking about was who's going to win. Everyone assumes it's Tampa Bay, but we'll get to that game a little later. They're they look lost like they're I don't think they're going to be able to come back from where they're at. But then at the same time, this division is very winnable at nine and eight or eight and nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's going to win this division. I don't. It's going to be somebody at. Somebody maybe at seven and ten, honestly. It might be God. just that bad. That's gonna be terrible. Uh you wrote in here DJ or Eddie. Are you asking whose fault it is? Yeah, whose fault was it's it? Eddie's. It's hundred percent Eddie's. Okay. Cause a lot of people were like, DJ Moore, you gotta know it. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, Well, if your job as a kicker is to kick, okay, yeah. fool me once on the first one. If we lose after the first miss, you know what? Maybe it's DJ's fault. Even though 48-yarder, everything under 50 yards, I expect you to do your goddamn job. 100%. Second one in OT. I mean, buddy, what are we doing here? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Are you trying out. to come back on this plane? You trying to get Lane Kiffin? You know? <laughs> I'll give you some cab fare. You can figure your way out to get to your apartment and get your things and pack up. That's the thing that blows my mind is when people – you know, try to make these excuse. It's the same thing. And we've talked about it before. I mean, obviously in a bigger context, broader context with the concussion thing, it's like, well, some of it's on the player. And then the same kind of thing where they're like trying to be like, Oh, well, DJ Moore's fault. Or, Oh, why didn't the coach do this? Or why didn't and it's like, no, Eddie missed the kicks, man. That's his job. It's his fault. Like, Take some accountability. It's totally on Eddie. I don't understand. I did see some of those hot takes on Twitter where it's like, well, DJ Moore lost this game for his team. And it's like, no, Eddie, Eddie Pinero lost this game for his yeah. team. Yeah. Eddie. 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 Feels like he should be a jab. <laughs> All right, Brennan. The enigma in the NFL. Eight straight. Uh, regular season wins by the San Francisco 49ers over the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim at this point. Um, they have fallen into obscurity. Can you explain what is going on in Los Angeles? Yeah, I had this before the season. I uh, remember we were talking about it and I was like, it's going to be really hard to repeat. They're not going to have the same drive or fire. 
And I believe someone on this program was like, yeah, but they still have all those Hall of Famers on the roster. They're still going to be blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know. It's going to yeah. be hard. Maya, great, crazy, crazy hot take. <laughs> crazy hot take. Uh, so this is the weird thing, because everyone talks up the 49ers. A lot of the podcasts and the shows I watch, everyone's like, the 49ers, they could be a great team. And I'm like, this is the same team where we're still shitting on Jimmy Garoppolo every week. Like, pick one. One or the other. But then we see what Kyle Shanahan puts together. Christian McCaffrey, it only took him two weeks to light light himself on fire and get going. Dangerous game. Yeah, and I don't. I just think the Rams... I mean, I, I said it. I don't think the Rams are going to be able... I mean, I'm going to be surprised if they even make the playoffs now at this point at three and four. But they've had some bad showings where you're just like, what is going... Because this game, it's in Los Angeles, and they lose 31 to 14. It's not like it was close and they lost in the... Like, they got housed. Um and Christian McCaffrey, like we already said, looks great. Jimmy Garoppolo is sustainable, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I was listening to a podcast yesterday, debatable, on uh, from ESPN. That's nah, debatable. And uh, Bill Barnwell was saying how Christian McCaffrey is Jimmy Garoppolo's godson because Jimmy Garoppolo had his best completion percentage game, and he played the game he wanted to. 21 of 25 under 250 yards. All Everything downs. he could do was short in front of him. Didn't have to really make any deep passes. He had Christian McCaffrey to do that, actually. 34-yarder from Christian McCaffrey to Brandon Ayuk for a touchdown there. Um, was it the Brandon Ayuk or Ray Ray? Yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and this was out without Debo. Yeah, Debo I was out. This was a blowout without Debo. So, Debo gets back. Um, Fun it's fact. what we... Go First running back since LT in 2005, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, to run for a touchdown, catch, receive for a touchdown, and throw for a touchdown. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, one of ten. One of ten guys. Um, yeah, so I don't know how good this team is still. Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? The Rams or the 49ers? 49ers. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Everyone talks like, about. They look. The problem is they look great against the Rams. They always look great against the Rams. They played the always. Rams two times in four weeks. If and that's not right. a slight on the Rams necessarily because they've done this the last three or four seasons. Like they just, even when the Rams last year won the Super Bowl, they still beat them both times. But this is a team who has lost to the Broncos 10 11, like, albeit without Christian McCaffrey at that point, but still. You shouldn't lose to the Broncos 10-11. You if, if you're a good team, you cannot lose to the Broncos. More on that later. Uh, they lost to Chicago, albeit in a monsoon, but you shouldn't really lose to Chicago. They lost to the Falcons 24-14. And then they got beat by a real team in Kansas City. Falcons are good this year. Falcons are, yeah, Falcons are great <laughs> this year, allegedly. Um, so, yeah, but it's like... How much, how much faith can I have in this squad? They're going to the bye week now, and we'll see what they how they emerge on the other side. But <laughs> there's a lot of meh teams in the NFL this season. There's a lot of middle of the road teams. Traditionally good teams too. Green Bay is another one of those meh. They're not a meh team. The They're a bad team. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is like there's a lot of teams where we. But we say it every year. Seven teams that made the playoffs the year prior, on average, don't even sniff the playoffs the next year. So, But the problem is now there's more playoff spots to be had. So Yeah. 
There are two more, so we'll see what happens. But uh, what I was going to say, the, the, the NFL is starting to resemble uh, uh, America. There's a, there's a big middle class that no one cares about, that no one can really decipher. Uh, there's a few at the top, and there's, a, there's some people who live b- below the poverty line. What are they saying, Moneyball? Never there's rich teams, then there's poor teams, then there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. Oh, yeah, like I said, and then there's the Marlins and the A's. Like that jersey. I do like this jersey. It's a good we should word. start doing video just so when we have scolding hot takes, we can clip it and put it up on the social media. It's a good point, Brandon. That would also cause me, that also mean that I have like a lot of time. Do you not have hands. enough going on, Jeff? I don't have a lot of time on my own. Do you not have the luxury of time? Baltimore, Tampa Bay. Time's a flat surface. Oh God! Here we go. <laughs> Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Brennan. Uh So I called you. I called you this for the you first time ever. First time yeah. ever I've called Brennan. Um, just off the cuff. We're a text kind of family. Yeah, we're a text. We're a text relationship here. But called him up. Wanted to hear his voice on an off day. And I said, Brennan, I think I figured so it out. And you were like, figured what out? And I was like, I figured out the beauty that is Lamar Jackson. You're like, what do you mean? I was like, I think I know why I like him outside of him just being from the 954 Broward County stand up all day, every day. Um, I said, he's going to burn hot. And then he'll flame. He'll he'll be a fleeting flame. And I said, do you know who this reminds me of? And he couldn't to be, be honest. To be honest with the listeners, I couldn't pin it down. I, th- I thought you were talking. I was like, you're like, yeah, he's exciting to watch. He's super like he's he's super energetic and ag- agnomatic. He has one and I was speed. Like, like, yeah. And I was like, Brett Favre. Like, yeah. what do you try? Like, because I thought like gunsling, like obviously not the terrible person that is Brett Favre. Now I'm talking about True. the football player. I was like, oh, like a gunslinger, like you're going to win and die. Yeah. By like what he does, and you go no different sport. Oh, like and different I was sport like, entirely, Brennan. Who could it be? And then I said the name of Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. And then Brennan sat there for a second on the phone. He said, "Oh yeah, you're right." I I had to really think about it, but the more because you kind of took me by, I was like, "No way, Russell Westbrook is." over like hyped he's like you know he pulls his team down and then the more i thought about it, i was like but he did drag that washington team to the playoffs by himself he did drag those oklahoma state teams to the playoffs by himself oklahoma after katie left yeah it was he was never coached by mike gundy i don't think that would have worked out that would have been an no. odd relationship but uh it was yeah. a, it was a weird realization once it all kind of came into place came into focus and clicked yeah, he is a high energy, high octane player who has uh, a style that is not mimicable. High octane, high energy can get a lot done. Um, and I think instead of criticizing as we do so often, why not just enjoy it for the uh, entertainment factor? Um, I still think I don't think this team is gonna you know, win the world, win the championship at all. 
Uh, but they did make a trade, I think, that will help their defense a That ton. trade is fantastic. They got Roquan Smith from the Bears. I think that's going to help their defense a ton. Apparently, Roquan, after they traded... Uh, oh, yeah, he teared up. He was not... He's been he trying to like, get out of there all year. Like, Yeah, he's been trying to get out of there. With, since I don't know if the offseason. But when they drafted him... Yeah, he, he didn't even show up. He sign. didn't even want to yeah. come. <laughs> he's been trying to get out of there since they got him. So, yeah. Um, uh, when Robert... Quinn got Robert traded Quinn, that's who it was, to the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, he started tearing up. And I was like, people were like, oh, man, he loved his friend. I was like, no. He's like, why the fuck didn't y'all get me out of here? I've been trying yeah. to get out of here for forever. Like, we can't figure out a contract right now. I was willing to stay, but you guys won't give me a contract. Like, Jesus, all I'm doing is being, like, great. <laughs> Leading the NFL in tackles. He's going to – he's huge for Baltimore because we talk about the all pros on Baltimore whether it's on the front end, you know, with Calais Campbell, obviously aging, but still a very good talent or on the back end with Marcus Peters and some of that uh, defensive backfield. Yeah. yeah. But now they've got someone. Now they got now they got a they got a dog in that line guy in the second now. level. And they don't yeah. have to rely on Patrick Queen, who just gets burned every play. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think Lamar is going to be here for. A good time, not a super long time. I don't think he's, his goal is to try to be a 40-year-old quarterback. Um, but I think he's going to be very good for a long time. And we should just enjoy it. And we should stop criticizing it as much. Because you know what it looked better than, Brennan? It looked better than the laboring Tom Brady. 44 yeah. pass attempts. 26 completions. Had over 300 yards. But only one touchdown. I'm very confused with this defense more than anything for Tampa Bay. I was this was the game where now even though Tom had some good numbers, this was the game where I was like, Is it happening? Is it happening in front of us? Is he finally reaching the end of the cliff and going over the edge? Because I've been weary to say it. I've been saying that it just seems like the team isn't gonna be all there. But there were some passes he threw straight into the dirt. There was a couple a, of them way over the head. Way over the head. There was a pass to Kyle Rudolph, which should have been a like a nice, easy tight end crosser. He threw it like five yards further than he needed to. Um, there was a pass he threw to Mike Evans that should have been a touchdown. Mike Evans is like still in his break, and Tom threw it at like behind, like in his back leg, and Marcus Peters could have picked it off. See, like, and this is something that's really interesting. You bringing all this up is because during the broadcast, uh, sometimes the announcers are like, "Well, you see, there, Tom Brady wanted him to keep running." In oh, that they were route. carrying his spo- water. Yeah, they and were I was carrying like, carrying his water. I'm like, I completely understand what they're saying, but at the same time, it's like, well, whose fault is that? Is that Tom Brady's fault or is that the receivers' fault? Does Tom Brady not know his receivers well enough to know what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, well, goes back to practice time. Yep. And- you know, reps in practice. and That's exactly and, what I was going to say. Eventually, it falls on the quarterback. You can't blame everyone else. Falls on preparation. Now, I will, for for at least Tom's sake, I may excuse this game uh, as a bit of a blimp. Uh, because the very next day, he uh, announced his divorce. His divorce was finalized the next So time. maybe, maybe, you know, that could have been real life bleeding into the game at that point. Could have been weighing on him potentially. But that's the only excuse I'll give to him. Um, 
but yeah, no, this defense, like you said, this defense does not look as vaunted as it once did. Teams are running. Uh, I saw a Marcus Peters breakdown of why their run defense is not as good. And it's and it's not that the players aren't as good. It's it's I don't want to say the players got lazy, but it's just poor gap responsibility. People are not filling yep. the proper gaps and leaving in huge holes. It's not like defenses are uh, offenses are like exploiting them. Their defense is just not getting into the right positions and they leave the A gap wide open and the running back's like, "Hey, that looks that looks clean and just taking off." Yeah, it's insane this these number the number disparity in the rushing game. Leonard Fournette had 9 carries for only 24 yards, whereas Gus Edwards who started for the Ravens had 11 carries for 65 yards. Like he got hurt. And then Kenyon yeah. Drake had 62 on seven carries. And then Duvernay had two for 30 Hill had four for 28. And you know, Lamar had nine for 43. Like, you know, Lamar's going to get his, you know, yeah. he's going to get his, but it's like, they were able to just march down on these guys. The first half was shaky, but once the second half kicked in, it was like, Hey guys, you know, we can run the ball, right? They, they passed it like 30 times. In the first half. And in the second half, it was like, you know, we have another level to our game, right? Yeah, Tampa Bay only let up three points in the first half. So you're thinking they got to feel pretty good about that. And then all of a sudden, boom. But it was like, what, 10 to 3, right? Yeah, it was 10-3 going into the half. Yeah, then, that's what's scary um, because I was like, Baltimore's defense isn't that good. And you only have 10. Yeah, I was Baltimore like, scored 14 I feel like quickly. we still got a chance. Yeah. But um, the most important thing... uh. I think going forward for the Tampa Bay defense is the loss of Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett suffered an Achilles injury, and now he's gone for the the rest of the year. Uh, And this reminded me of when you talked about Miles Jack leaving. Uh, Was it Miles Jack leaving? Miles Jack got traded. And who's the, the linebacker that's left there now? Uh, Josh Allen's the only technical linebacker on the team anymore. They're all gone. And you said, because didn't you say like one of them, like he's just like hits the hole. He doesn't think or anything like. Yeah. So Telvin Smith (laughs) was, it was was talked about for a long time. Telvin Smith was the director of that defense. And what he would do is put Miles Jack in place because Miles Jack was over, was super athletic, but wasn't wasn't like a true defensive captain. So Telvin Smith would have to kind of direct Miles Jack. And then Telvin Smith has his off-the-field trouble, gets waved by the team, and then Miles Jack is just out there running around like a man with his hair on fire. And yeah. then eventually when his contract was up, they kind of – I can't remember if they just didn't re-sign him or if they actually traded him. I'm pretty sure they just didn't re-sign him. Mm. But then he was gone. But with Miles Jack without Telvin Smith wasn't the same Miles Jack, if that so, makes sense. So to that point, because I remember you explaining that before – Devin White, as soon as Shaq Barrett left the field, Devin White did not look like the same person. Yeah. He the way he he couldn't decide whether to attack uh if it was a run or drop back, if it was a pass. He just seemed like he was in no man's land now that he was out there by himself. Um Well, that's and, the same thing with Davis. Yeah. Davis? Um, the uh who's the starting middle linebacker? Is it Levante the star moment? Yeah, yeah. Levante. I thought it was Shaq Barrett. No, it's Levante David, but uh-huh. um, Shaq Barrett's the outside pass rusher. That's why I was getting kind of confused. Oh. I was like, wait. But you're absolutely right because Shaq Barrett has been in the league a lot longer, and there's so many captains on this defense, whether it's metaphorically or actual captains. 
uh, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, uh, Le- Levante David, um, just in the front. You know, yeah. then they had at one time they had Ndamukong Sue, they had Jason Pierre Paul, they had all these veterans that were able to lead some of these younger guys. But when some of these guys go out or don't get re-signed or get traded, all of a sudden now you've got Devin White, who's a fantastic athlete. I wanted him for Jacksonville in that draft, but you have him out there just like running around like uh, like like again, like a man with his hair on fire. Like he doesn't know pass or run. He doesn't know where to set up. And now all of a sudden it's kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I don't know what becomes of this defense going forward. Uh, Shaq Bear was their best pass rusher. You are correct. I was wrong. Um, and Devin White just didn't have the same impact once he left the game. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what this means for the Bucks. I don't know uh, if next week Tom comes back and looks, like, amazing or something, but – it does not look good for the foreseeable future. I figure, I believe next week they play the Rams. Um, so that would be a test for both of those teams. Who's really real? Uh, this is this is also just I wanted to throw this out here. Their injury list is insane. KJ, uh, just on their defense for Tampa Bay, KJ Britt, who's a starting line, uh, who's a backup linebacker. Logan Ryan. Yeah, they're uh, without like four DBs. Antonio Winfield Jr., Sean Mur- uh, Murphy Bunting, uh, Akeem Hicks, who, you know, not the same player he was in Chicago, but he's still good. Uh, Carlton Davis, all out. And now Shaq Barrett out. They're missing like seven or eight Key starters and or rotation players on yeah. defense. Yeah, and then they got to play the Rams and the Seahawks next two weeks. And then it's going to be a lot harder of a game than people think it is. We'll talk about that in a second, actually. Yo, Tommy! I didn't hear no bell. One more round. The team leading the NFC West, uh, best team out there. Uh, Brennan, I think we owe. Two apologies. One to John Schneider, GM of the Seattle Seahawks. And one to Pete Carroll of the Seattle Seahawks. I thought you were going to say Gino, and I was like, you better not say Gino because we had that. I we say, said we've, Gino. Yeah. We've never had a bad word to say about Gino Smith. No, we've been on the Gino bandwagon since day one. Um, yeah. That was my bad on Pete Carroll. That I was my bad on Pete Carroll. I called, I called for his head. <laughs> I called for his head. I tore John Snyder to bits. I was like, how are you going to pick the old aging white guy who seems to not understand the new age, the new age nuance of the this offense? run first, defense, oh, defense, God, defense. So old school. He doesn't understand. His defense doesn't even look that good anymore. Brennan, that defense looks legit. Yes, Seattle's back, baby. This offense looks good with their run first mentality. And let's hit a couple bombs over the top. And let's just be accurate, you know, and let's just run the plays as designed. So that was a big thing with Gino. I don't know if people remember this. Obviously, I'm obsessed with the draft, so I still remember some of these tidbits. Gino's big thing when he was coming out of West Virginia was, uh, and I'm this might sound a little crass, but People were like, oh, is he athletic? Like, he's like one of those super athlete quarterbacks, right? And it's like, no, no. not really. Ran an air raid offense. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, oh, well, he can bomb it, like, down the field. He can bomb it. And they're like, eh. 
he's more yeah he's like it's like well then what does he do he's incredibly accurate he's He's one of the most accurate passers in the quarterback (laughs) but that's what i'm saying is like you see some of these guys who have like justin herbert he gets all this praise because he's got a cannon attached to his shoulder but it goes all over the place yeah but you don't know how to use it yeah exactly and geno smith's big thing coming out of college was one of the most accurate passers, not going to make horrible decisions, not going to put you in a way like, obviously you need to throw some picks as a quarterback. I firmly believe you need to throw some, cause that means you're trying, yeah. uh, you're trying to make plays, but he's not going to kill you. And he was misusing the jets. He was pushed, put, put as a backup with the giants. And now here in Seattle, he was backing up Russ, which we were all, I mean, I, I can't remember what you said, but I remember at the beginning of the season. I was like, Oh, Denver was just a quarterback away. I was so wrong. Yeah, no, we all thought Denver was a quarterback away. And Denver still seems to be a quarterback that, away. That's what I'm saying is I was so wrong about Russ. I was like, I was like, yeah, he's not what he used to be, but he's still, you know, a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. Like he'll turn this around. And just some of his antics and stuff going be a very on. That's gonna be a very well, no real antics. He's just he's just he's just a weird guy. Yeah, um, but that's what I mean. It's like they're doing the high knees on the trip to London. I don't believe that's true because who said that? It was Jason Lockett four. I was listening to on the Tony Kornheiser. So he was like, he said he did four hours of high knees. That would effectively be a marathon of high knees. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he was doing this. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's a weird guy. I mean, Rosillo's been on this since day one where he's, Rosillo used to always say, like, yeah, as a quarterback, he's, you know, very good, especially when he was with Seattle. He would talk about it. He goes, but he's corny as hell, and I don't like him in interviews. I was about to say, yeah, uh, Bomani Jones always points back to an interview they had with him um, when he was on radio, and he was like, he's the most, like, stilted personality he's ever encountered. They had an interview and like nine out of ten of the questions, nine out of ten responses were, you know, I'm just a humble kid from uh, yeah. wherever the fuck Virginia he's from. And it's like, all right, man, like, do you have a are you real? Are you real? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you real? But Geno Smith is definitely real and he is leading the Seattle team. The Giants finally get the loss that they so willingly deserve after winning all these one score games. Thank you, Geno. Yes. I thought you were going to say Jesus, but Gino works just as well. Hey, <laughs> here we go. Um, Ooh, I might change yeah. the name of the show right there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, to talk about that, that giant stint, uh, Gino was asked, actually, was it good to beat his former team? And he said, no, this was not a revenge game. Actually, this is validation for Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese. Now, Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese were the coach and gm when he was in new york and they were the ones that were like all right this eli manning thing is kind of done let's yeah. like start looking towards the future let's see what we have in gino gino started one game and the new york media lost its head mind you i believe that was the f- i believe that was the first ever black quarterback to start for the new york giants and oh, it lasted wow. all of one game Ben McAdoo was then immediately fired. Jerry Reese was then immediately fired. And Eli was then put back in as a starter and started for the next two years for mediocre Giants teams. Mediocre. They had this guy in there the entire time and wasted. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I'm I'm so happy. And we talked about this before the season because we both said that Gino could definitely be a competent starter because that was his thing, was the accuracy. And that's the thing that I'll never... I will never 
that's why it's so hard for me to give up on Sam uh, Darnold sometimes because it's like this guy was but pretty he looks good, bad. He looks, but he does look bad. But, but Gino, he looks Gino bad. Looks and you know what I'm going to say, Brennan? Yeah, he's yeah, all, one good game. I'm gonna say he's all just one good game in college, Rose Bowl, USC, and that's about it. The next year when he was a full time starter, he looked ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing too is that we don't talk. I think. At least you know had like a sustainable career at West yeah. Virginia, oh, yeah. where I was like, "Yo, this guy's good." Like him, Tavon Austin, like they had guys. I forgot about Tavon. Yeah, it was interesting too because we don't hear so much anymore about. And I again, because I follow the draft kind of obsessively, accuracy is like the third or fourth thing down on the list now. Mm. Like everyone's so concerned about like, oh, can they get out of the pocket? Can they scramble? Can they, are they athletic? Can they bomb the ball down the field? And then they're like, well, how's the deep throw accuracy? And then it kind of goes down. I mean, Alex Smith made an entire career, made it to the playoffs. God knows how many times just being a check down guy. Well, but I it, wonder if that is a product of uh, our boy in Buffalo, Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, his accuracy wasn't the greatest coming out of college, but some people think that you can teach accuracy and some yeah, a lot of people think you can tinker with the throwing motion and figure it out. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Oh, Geno Smith is, if if anything, he's the case for for it. We're spending way too much time on Giant Seattle. No, we're putting the appropriate amount of time. Seattle, I love you. One more round. All right. Washington at Indianapolis. Don't really need to talk about this. Sam Ellinger looks okay. The appraiser, Brennan. The, the appraiser. appraiser. Tyler Heineke. I was going to get to it. The appraiser gets uh, a last well, second score. Game is here, so I can get that off one more time. <laughs> gets a uh, Tyler Heineke. The appraiser himself gets a last second touchdown. Wins the game. Came from behind in an unparalleled fashion. Looked fantastic. The Washington Commandos roll. Well, not really rolling. They won by one point, but still, <clears throat> it was a great, great finish to a horrible game. And what did I say last week, Brennan? I believe you said uh, the appraiser was going to keep rolling and that this team was something to be admired. I said the number one thing the appraiser does and does well is he looks for Terry McLaurin and he finds Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Eight targets, six catches, 113 yards. Was that whole thing with Carson Wentz like only had targeted him like four times by like week five? It's of so season? weird, man. I don't It's uh, look. He had one explosive targeting game like he targeted him like nine times in one game. But that was like the cap. In the last two games, I believe he's been targeted eight and eight. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, when we played them, we won in that game. We should have won. <clears throat> he only had like three targets the whole game. So yeah, um, yeah, week one he had four targets. Ah, I was so close. Yeah, you're close. Uh, but yeah, no. Last two games, the appraisers found looked for him and found him, and. Uh, Great, great throw and catch at the end of the game. There I see that fly in the front of your it's camera. It's so killing me. That fly has been bothering me for about a month now. It's insane. Um, this motherfucker went in my room yesterday while I'm trying to go to bed. Like I'm playing my little crossword game and he keeps flying because it's light right there. I'm like, I hate you. Um, but yeah, the appraiser gets it down to the one. Sam Ellinger started this game, uh, you know. Yeah, that's about all I can say. <laughs> did start this game. No, there's a lot of a lot of people actually think Sam Ellinger is going to be pretty good. I couldn't. Tell I don't you too much about him. Why? They think that? I mean, he's young. He's only in the second year. Okay, and 
<laughs> Still don't understand. Didn't think why. Sam Elliott was gonna be good ever. Like I never thought he was gonna be good. He was supposed to be the savior of Texas. Remember that last year? I could, I could, I could tell you about Brad Kaya, Malik Rozier. I could tell you about. Uh, I can't remember homie's name for North, Miami Northwestern, but yeah, my, I'm look. I'm very well educated in the uh, the I art forgot of. He was the Texas bringing, guy bringing back. A program. Uh, he was supposed to be. Yeah, Miami is back. He was supposed <laughs> to be the quarterback. I remember now. He was like they recruited him, and he was a top, like a five star recruit. He was supposed to turn the program around, and then he eventually got benched. And then they started him again, and then he got benched. And then they started him again, and then he goes yeah. in the second round. Then they had like a two. They had like a two quarterback system there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking. About. That's what yeah. that was with him. And then he goes in the second round. You God. These fucking white guys. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Joe? One more round. I have no idea what you mean. Kenny Pickett played against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, didn't of. look too good. Uh, but the Eagles defense will do that to you. Uh, he passed 25 times, 38 attempts, 119. That's no, sorry, 191. Sorry, dyslexia there. Uh, one interception. Uh, Jalen Hurts on the actually other side. 19 of 28, uh, less completions, less attempts, if you figure that out. Four touchdowns, 285. Uh, three of those touchdowns, two, one, uh, one, one uh, gigantic man who just seems unstoppable at times. A.J. Brown, one of the On best. On my fantasy roster, pickup. took him in the second round. I'm oh, very man. proud of that pick. The duality of man, me having A.J. Brown in one league and playing against him in another. And then the Eagles being my favorite team. Are you a PPR league? That's 40 points right there, bro. I know. He crushed for me in one league and then crushed me in another league. It was, I uh, had 170 points this week. It was insane. Somebody dropped 180 on my head. Um, oh, my God. Don't I don't want to possible. Uh, I dropped 200 in another league. Weird, weird scoring. Uh, besides the point. Uh, we look good. I, I mean, there's not a lot much more to say. Uh, we look good. We consistently look good. CJ Johnson got a CJ Gardner Johnson got another interception. Yeah, um, that's right. And yeah, no, the pressure was consistent as all heck. We had was that five sacks in the game. Um, Robert Quinn got a QB hit in the game in his first game playing. Gardner um, Minshew got some playing time. Gardner Minshew got some PT in there. Minshew Mania was able to, you know, cr- crack the whip and run around for a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, eleven quarterback hits. Jesus Christ, we look good. That's about all I can say. One more round. Feel bad for Kenny Pickett. You got to go against. Yeah, it's not the look. That Eagles defense it's not is nice. Insane. I feel bad for Davis Mills. He has to see us after five days, three days, oh, four God. days. All right, last one. Denver um, at Jacksonville, technically, but this was in London. I watched this whole game. Same old, same old story. Jacksonville has the lead for the majority of the game. Loses it towards the end. Some dumb mistakes. Um, Trevor Lawrence threw another pick in the end zone. Second one in two weeks. That was the worst Yep, that might have been oh, the worst interception I watched, I've ever seen. I watched, watched it, it as well. Uh, he, there was nobody there. There was because nobody I but picked, a defender. I picked the Jags over the Broncos. Uh, in my banging my head against the wall, thinking the Jags have to win because 
they look so much better, but they just can't finish that it off. whole game. They looked so much better. Uh, that interception, he was he was eyeing down the receiver, but because there was a receiver in the behind. Yeah, the, he was on the 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 out route yeah. behind him. I saw him, but, but it's like, dude, the defender was like on the there's one. There's no way he saw him. There's no way he saw him. You can't and he's immediately in front. Like if he throws the ball and just. I'm like, I have to think there's that? no way he saw him the, because the defender didn't even have to jump that high to catch like, it. It was insane. It, it looked um, like he was throwing it to the defender. Real I know quick, I say this sorry. all the time. Go ahead. These are the three quarterbacks the Eagles play in the next three weeks. Davis Mills. The appraiser. Sam Ellinger. Continue on. Uh, if anyone gets a win out of that, it'll be Washington. I was gonna say it might be the appraiser, but that's a Monday yeah. night game. After a Thursday night game, that's like maximum. Oh, that's hard. Maximum yeah. well, rest I was just time say, for just us because of the pass rush of so, the Commanders. Sweat and uh, Chase are best offensive good. line. Best offensive line. I don't care. Chase is still not playing. Chase. Chase he's might take the year not off. Playing? At this point, I believe he's taking the year off. I can't stand when these high draft picks do shit like this. Um, I mean, he might be hurt. <laughs> well, he's hurt. Right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. he's also had like an ACL injury. But it's just frustrating because it's like, come on. Um, so I saw side by side and I know you hate when I do this and I do it out of jest a lot of the time. But to be honest, it is frustrating where I saw like Gardner Minshew's first 14 games next to Trevor Lawrence's first 14 games. And it was not even close. Obviously, wins, touchdown to interception ratio. Everything was Gardner. And it's frustrating because I, I really don't want to count the first year with Urban Meyer. And Trevor's looked a lot better with Doug. So I'm just kind of erasing that first year from my memory banks. And I think Trevor is the future. Trevor is the quarterback. But it's just so frustrating that now this is another game where it's within one possession. We've now had six games all within one possession. And we've lost them all. The only two wins we have is when we've blowed out teams, as Michael Wilbon would say. Now, this is very interesting. I was thinking to myself, what? Is there anything you guys still need? No, as far I, I was about to say, like question. as far as construction, I feel like you guys have everything. We're pretty much there. Like we the could. The only use a thing couple. I'd say is probably a better number one receiver. That's what I was gonna say. The only thing I would say is maybe a couple like fill-ins on the offensive line just to sure that up and some wide receiver help. The defense has had fucking seven number one picks, seven first-round picks over the last good. like four years. The defense looks great, yeah. In certain spots, they look unstoppable, and then in other st- spots, they're very young, so their tackling has something to be desired. You'd be Outside shocked. of like, you know, the blunder that was letting the Giants come back and, you know, I... I'm never going to forgive Carroll. But still, that's that. not even, I don't but, even want to put that on the defense because yeah. it's a fumble by ETN in the red zone, an interception by Trevor Lawrence in the red zone, and then a, a missed field goal. It's like, or then going forward on fourth and one instead of kicking the field goal. It's like, yeah, true. you had three chances to win this game and you, you lost it all. So, true, true, true. Uh, I, again, it's I just forgive things. none of the teams who lost to the Giants because I just can't stand the Giants. Oh, good. trust me. I have to deal with their fans every day. It's It's miserable. But good news is, to be in all these one-score games means that we're not terrible. Like, we're not getting blown out by teams. So, hopefully, hopefully we don't have a great record this year. We get a big, big top pick next year, and then we'll go into next season with some more experience and win the AFC South like we should have this year. Yeah. Speaking of AFC South, Derrick Henry, 200 yards. You thought he was done. 218 yards. 219 yards. You thought he was done and over with. Hey, even Matt Ryan came back and had a great fourth quarter in one of these games. Do not. 
<laughs> do not. That's what we're not going to do in this household is compare Matt Ryan and Derrick Henry. <laughs> Two Hall of Famers. Do not. <laughs> there needs to be more accountability for the, the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> yeah, Matt Ryan no, should I not agree. be a Hall of Famer. No, I, don't I don't care what anyone says. Well, and that's the hard thing with quarterback because if you play long enough, which the game and the rules kind of dictate you can now with the less hitting, eventually you're going to get the numbers that seem Hall of Fame worthy. But it's like, were you ever? Were you ever? I mean, he got the MVP one time, which is annoying. Oh, yeah, when he was Matty Ice. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Put, MVP, Super Bowl appearance. was he ever? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is, is that MVP really just Kyle Shanahan's? Yeah, it's the same thing with um, Cam. What? Cam Newton. That 15 in one year when everyone was like, is this going to be Cam in the long run or is this just kind of an aberration? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I thought you were saying, was it was it Cam's offensive coordinator? I was like, no, that oh. was Cam. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying like that year was is a, it a fantastic blimp in the year, radar, but it was yeah. kind of, it was more, it was more, an, it was more an exception than the actual rule. Um, the only difference I'd say with that actually is Cam like always looked good for like leading up to that. Cam looked good after yeah, that. Then, Cam did not look that much better. Yeah, leading up Cam to that, also Matt had Ryan that has where always he been could like take mediocre. off and you'd be like, oh shit, Matt Ryan. To but me I guess Matt Ryan had that. that. Yeah, that's true. To me, he was mediocre before that and mediocre after that. He I had was one never receiver worried. who he'd always just throw it up to. I was never worried playing against Matt Ryan, which we did a exactly. lot. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. All right, speaking of worry, fear into your heart. No, you're hosting. Take it away. You were saying, speaking of something, speaking of fear, Kyle Loader, you and your Philadelphia Phillies need to be very afraid of the best team in baseball, the Houston Astros. Well, the Phillies have taken one game off the Astros, the first loss of the Astros all playoff long. Uh, It's 1 1. They came back from a uh, 5 0. Hole in game one to win that one six five on the yeah that was bat insane. of uh, JT Real Muto uh, former Marlin uh, it's gonna sting every time I have to say that um, Did you but see yeah. all the cheating that Houston was doing <sighs> I saw the alleged cheating that Houston was doing the video I don't, I don't think any of it's true um, there was something about a bat and then there was something about the pine tar yeah the bat thing was really weird so the catcher for um, Martin Maldonado uh, for uh, the Houston Astros was gifted a bat from Albert Pujols and he played game one with it. But then they said, oh, you can't play game two with it because this is an outlawed bat. And then people were like, if it's outlawed, how has Pujols been playing with it? Well, it was grandfathered in. Like if you were if you were. From this time period, you could just if it and it was already your bat, you could play with it. But now, you can't. So if he was two years older, he could play with it, but now he can't. It's very odd. But hey, yeah, that's weird. Uh, I don't think that's cheating. Uh, uh, people are trying. No, to. I think people are. Yeah, I yeah, think people, people are, are reaching to there. Um, and the pitcher constantly rubbing him, but not. I mean, look, if you're pitching, you're gonna be sweating a lot. You wanna he's trying to get the skin taut. You know, you know, dry up some of the. You know, yeah. Oh, I I feel you on that. <laughs> or maybe not. There's not like any substance there. He's just getting you know some sweat juice. You know, let me throw that on the ball. They said we can't. What? 
have all this goop. What's the Verlander? What's the Verlander record? Verlander's like 0-6 in the World Series. That's what I thought. Because you put on their Verlander's World Series record, and I was like, that can't be a good thing because he only has one ring, I think. Yeah, he has one ring. He's 0-6 in the World Series. Uh, this dates back to his time in Detroit when, again, one of the craziest uh, rotations, it was him. It was him, Jordan Zimmer, and uh, uh, Max Kershaw? Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Um, they lost. Giants one year. And I can't remember the second loss, but um, yeah, he he's a great pitcher, all world pitcher, probably gonna win the Cy Young this year. Can't get it done in the World Series. Great sometimes in the playoffs, the lights, yeah. Sometimes when the lights are the brightest, can't get it done in the World Series. Like he's like not Kershaw, he's like reverse Kershaw. He's the anti Kershaw. Yeah, like Kershaw is like good in all the playoffs and then bad in the World Series, and then he's like good in the playoffs actually no he's exactly Kershaw yeah I was gonna say they're actually the same person (laughs) um but yeah I just thought it was odd yeah that is weird you think the Phillies come back Uh, uh, I don't think by the way convenient rain delay convenient rain delay yeah that was very Um, I don't know Brendan I don't know uh Again, I'm still torn as to who I want to win this. Um, I want Dusty to win, and only Dusty. Uh, but I like. Yeah, can his, we just give it to the manager? I like the Phillies roster. I like. I like Bryce. I've always liked Bryce Harper. Um, I love yeah. JT. JT's my guy. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm at a crossroads. Honestly, may the best team win. May the best team win. That's there we go. That's how I feel at this point. But yeah, uh, who do you think? Who do you think is going to win though? Who do you Houston think? Astros. You're, you're Astros all the way. You just have to be on the hill because you can't. You I can't, can't back turn off around now. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone too far down the rabbit hole. You can't give an inch at this point. <laughs> all right, Brett. You know what time it is. Time for a favorite game of the week. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? And we got a couple of games lined up for us at the top half of college football. But first, who's out? Number 19, Kentucky. Out. What? Frauds. Frauds. I think they only, Brennan, you know they lost before what last week. they lose to? Before last week, they've lost two games. Oh, I thought they would only lost one game. No, they lost three games. I know you did. I was actually calling back to last week when you thought they lost one game, but they actually had lost two games. But now they've lost three games. They lost to uh, Tennessee. Tennessee blew the doors off of them. Oh, yeah. Tennessee's them really and their mayonnaise coffee quarterback. Ridiculous. And that's not like a racial thing. Like He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Literally. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's the most, it's the most reviled thing I've ever seen. Who does that? The Tennessee quarterback? The uh, Kentucky quarterback. Will Levis or Will Levi or something like that. He's supposed to be like uh-huh. a top quarterback prospect going into the NFL this year. I think he should just be dis- like he should be blackballed because he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. That's disgusting. Like willingly. This is a thing he does. Um, Cincinnati outside of the top 25. I guess UCF came back to win that game. Oh, snap. I didn't realize that. Uh, and South Carolina, 
25 to no longer ranked. Don't know what happened to them there. Who's in? UCF coming in at number 25, 6-2. Uh, the Oregon State Beavers coming in at 6-2 and two at number 24. And the Liberty Jerry Falwell Jr. is a cuck. Uh, 23, 23rd ranked team at 7-1. and one. Um, I can't wait for that documentary. They're doing a documentary. on. Are you aware of that story? What? So Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife uh, were in a weird like love triangle with this young guy who they had been giving a lot of money to and like giving businesses to and whatnot. Now, this is all relevant because Jerry Falwell created Liberty and Jerry Falwell Jr. was like the president of Liberty. They're like mega church uh, people. Um, And yeah, so that all happened. And now there's a doc coming out by Billy Corbin and produced by um, Adam. Adam, Billy Corbin, that's the guy who did uh, The U and Cocaine Cowboys and Broke. Uh, But uh, Adam McKay, Adam McKay is the the executive producer on it. And yeah. It's going to be, it looks like it's going to be a very fun doc um, because it's a Miami story and a mega church story. It's worlds colliding. But outside of that, uh, who's up? Who's down? Down 10 spots. Wake Forest, down 10 spots. Don't know who you lost to. Wasn't paying that much attention. Syracuse, down six spots. They're number 22. Wake Forest is number 20. Sorry. Uh, Penn State, down three. Louisville, wow. Louisville, big win. Um, I wanted to say Bo Pelini and them boys, but I don't know where Bo Pelini is at this point in his life. Uh, Penn State down three spots to number 16. Oklahoma State, the frauds that they are, down nine spots after a big loss to Kansas State. Kansas State, the biggest up in who's up and who's down, uh, is up nine spots to 13. K-State, six and two K-State at number 13. Uh, LSU up three spots. North Carolina up four spots. Tulane, the Green Wave, uh, up four spots to number twenty to number nineteen. Um, and the biggest move, which is the most subtlest of moves, which sets up a one-two matchup this week, Brennan, is Georgia, Tennessee, Tennessee, and Ohio State are tied for number two. Um, but Tennessee will face off Georgia in a de facto playoff. Um, and this actually creates my now favorite scenario and nothing but chaos. So, Brennan, do you, the, the voters, they love Georgia, right? Yeah. So let's say, let's say Tennessee beats Georgia. How far do you think Georgia falls, really? If Tennessee beats Georgia? Yeah. Maybe four spots, maybe. That gets them at like the five spot. Now they're in the five hole. So you got Tennessee one at that point, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama. Then the winner of the SEC championship goes to the winner of the SEC championship automatically is going to get it. So let's say Alabama beats Tennessee. That flies back. It is. Do you just saw it? Oh my God. I just saw him. So let's say Alabama beats Tennessee in the SEC championship game. So now Alabama's getting in. And then Tennessee has to get in. Yeah. But in the event that, say, Ohio State or Ohio State-Michigan 
have to beat one another. One of them has to win that game. One of them has to win. So the loser of that is out now. So now you have five teams, and three of them are SEC teams. Clemson, in a weak ACC, will they put them over? Or will no. they not? No. Is there the possibility? I'm a hate SEC guy, but I love just the, the stupidity of we love the SEC so much that I would nothing would make me laugh more than three SEC teams getting in. Would nothing would make me laugh more. Because like, why are we especially playing? if it's why Tennessee? Is else that's playing? not. Yeah, it's not <laughs> even. Uh, Bo Pelini is out of coaching at the moment. Wow. Uh, yeah, was the LSU defensive coordinator last year. Wow. Breaking. Uh, fun story. That was the second time. Or no, excuse me, two years ago. That was the second tenure he was the LSU defensive coordinator. Wow. Uh, TCU also is number seven. They're eight and zero. Uh, so that that is interesting. But somehow the Big 12 also always fumbles the bag. Yeah. All right. On to the quickets. And you'll be surprised how quick. And- quick, name it hits. Quick hits. Quick hits. Brennan, what yeah. in the NBA has uh, surprised you in the last week? Uh, I've got to stick with the Utah thing. Utah being. My decent. gosh. It's so annoying. I, that, I, I thought they. that or that. Miss them every time. I thought oh, they the were flop. tanking. I thought they were tanking too. <laughs> this is fucking bananas to me. Uh, Milwaukee doing exactly what we thought they'd do at six and zero. Cleveland being right where we thought they would be. Uh, Philadelphia seventy sixers four and four. I'm still hanging on to Doc Rivers as the first coach fire. I think it's gonna be Steve Nash. But oh yeah, good point. Brooklyn Nets are two and five. Uh, I believe Phoenix, I had that. You did have that. Utah Jazz, six and two. No one had that. And the Spurs, who are also supposed to be taking are five and two. So annoying. So uh, annoying. So the things I'm seeing that are Lakers like, one and five. I would say that's the crazy thing. The teams that are losing. Lakers one and five. Uh Golden State three and four. The Clippers three and four. Um, the Mavs only being three and three. OKC being three and three is like, whoa, what's going on here? Uh Brooklyn two and five will just insane and Miami two and five, like whoa! And I, you know what? I gotta put a lot more respect on Donovan Mitchell's name and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now they're five and one, and Darius Garland hasn't even played this year, so they're we missing talked one about of it last year going cops. into this year. Yep, we talked about this last year because I remember, if I'm not mistaken, you were saying, "Oh, this is kind of like, yeah, they're a good team, but it's not like they're gonna make a playoff run or anything like that." And so, and you were absolutely right because they obviously didn't. But now getting Donovan Mitchell there, it looks like, oh, despite the injuries that they had late last season, like oh, this could be this could be what they were missing. Yeah, um, it 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 created, and when they get Darius Garland back, it creates such an interesting dynamic. Now the interesting thing when he gets back is the shot select because right now Donovan Mitchell is allowed to be Donovan Mitchell with, you know, uh, I don't want to say a volatile shooting percentage but he's allowed to have more rain being that no one else is going to shoot as much as him uh, i don't even know what his shooting percentage is looking like he is a per of 25 right now uh, let's see how, what his percentage is looking like 49 percent actually up his career average is 44 
Uh, he's up to almost 50, so that's really good. Wow, his three-point percentage has gone to 45. He's usually a 36% three-point shooter. So he's getting more efficient looks. He's looking, he's playing more efficiently. Um, so that's actually very intriguing. Uh, if they can keep that up, they're going to definitely be a top team and a big contender in the East uh, all year long. Yeah, not to mention they have, because um, you already touched on the Garland aspect of it, but that's not like their roster is pretty stacked. I mean, yeah, Jared no, Allen's a great defensive player. Yeah, Mobley, Allen. yeah, like they're they're gonna be they're gonna be good. Um, Ricky Rubio, uh, I was just looking at their injury report. This is so weird. I feel he's like Ricky Rubio. Like like. But I feel like he's been in the NBA for like he has been in the NBA for over a decade, and he's only thirty two. That's insane. Well, he was like fifteen when he got drafted or something like that. He was like yeah, one 17. of those young phenoms. He was seventeen, yeah. So, but that's yeah. still bananas. He's played an entire career, and he's still younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Uh, Austin Hooper, younger than you as well. Um, really? Yeah. Austin Hooper is like 27 or something. Get out of here. He might be younger than me. Oh, now I got to look it up. Because I was just saying it's a joke because it's like a joke on the Levitard show because Austin Hooper feels old, but is super young. 28 years of age. Just turned 28 on October 29th. Happy birthday, Austin Hooper. Jeez. Wow. Shocker. Uh, anything on the NHL, Brennan? What have you been noticing lately? Uh, I've not been paying enough attention. Still very early in the season. I've How been, are your lightning doing at the very least? I've been so locked in. Um, I'll tell you that right now. Absolutely. Because... I'm nothing but a true blue lightning fan. We're actually doing a little bit better out of the nine games played. We've got five wins, four losses, no overtime losses. So we're at 10 points. Boston Bruins are just handing it to people, though, with 16 points leading They're the entire NHL. Yeah, that's insane. Wicked. Uh, long season, though. We're just getting started. How many games total in the season? 90? Uh, 82. 80. What? 90. This guy's uh, out of his mind. This guy's the points. The points is what throws me off because sometimes people have 90 points. Off his rocker. Yeah, we had like 100 points last year. Didn't help us one bit, though. No. Uh, five, three, and one. That last one overtime loss being a loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, team, look, I don't care about number one seeds anymore. Obviously, it didn't help us at all last year. Be good. Be good late. Be good long. Uh, get healthy. Stay True healthy. True words never spoken. Uh, Eggblatt whenever he comes back from injury because he has to miss 10 games. So just they look good. That's the good thing. They're not world beaters, and I don't need them to be. I like I like the fact that they've kind of changed the identity from being this high-octane offense to being more of a muck-it-up team that can score. We still have the threat to score at all times uh, between Carter Verhage, Matthew Kachuk, um, and Bobrovsky, not Bobrovsky, uh, Barkov, Barkov, Andrew Barkov, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just just be good, just be good. They're already good. Just I don't need. Yeah, I said what I said. Uh, and the soccer corner, Brennan. The uh, Premier League. First, shout out to the Portland Thorn of the NWSL. They just captured the championship over the weekend. Um, the Prem, yes. Uh, Fulham, uh, a bit of a disappointing one, uh, nil nil draw, uh, to Everton. I felt like, uh, Gordon Pickford, who I don't know if he's still the uh, 
the uh, England goalie, but he was in the past. Um, he plays for Everton, and he had a hell of a game because we kept putting it on them, and he just kept deflecting and getting it out of the way. We had many a chances, just couldn't get one to get into the goal there. Um, so the performance looked good, just the result wasn't what we wanted, what we needed. Didn't give up anything, though. Clean shoot on our side, so that's also very good and very encouraging. Now we go into the Lions Den of the Etihad uh, in Manchester, and at the I'm hoping for a draw. I'm still pissed that Manchester City isn't the number one team anymore. They got passed by Arsenal. They haven't been all year. Arsenal's been the number one team all year. Have they? Uh, yeah, I would say I Man, Man City, City was the top. No, they've been like they've been crushing team, but they just have one loss. They have one okay. loss, whereas Arsenal has no losses. That's literally the difference. Um, so Arsenal, yeah. they both have one loss. Arsenal just has oh, Arsenal one got extra a loss. Win. Yeah, Manchester City has two draws. Arsenal only has one with the extra win. Arsenal ended up getting a who would be Arsenal? I gotta look at that. Um. But yeah, for a while they didn't have a loss of him. But yeah, so uh, but big game. The big, big thing match. is look at that goal differential from Man City to everybody else. It is yeah, insane. the plus twenty six or whatever it is. Yeah, mind you, Fulham is in the seven hole, and we are a zero zero. We are a we don't have more gold than anybody. We are uh, we are at, at square one basically. Whereas they are twenty six goals better than just about every other team, um, so yeah, that's the big difference. Hoping to get out alive, hoping to get out with our shirts. If we would, if we could steal a win, that would be amazing. If we could play them to a draw, similar to how we played Arsenal, that would be amazing. But this team just pours it on you at will, and yeah. I don't want to say I'm scared, but I'm not the most confident. We're that, gonna be all right. That's just what they do. We're gonna that's, be all right. That's just what they do. Do we have time for a quick walk off the session? We're at one ten, but if you want to do it, it's you're hosting. Take it away. Yeah, it's just a quick. Thank you. Yeah, do it. You hit that damn sounder, man. I just didn't know, so we just didn't know where to put this, and I feel like this was the only appropriate place. Uh, man, I... Your boy. I have tried to give Kyrie Irving so much rope. <laughs> I have tried to not, like, shame him in public. I think I got it. Nope. Somehow I don't get it every time. Um... I don't think he is. Sounds a, like me when I listen to Kyrie. <laughs> I don't think he's a malicious person. I think he thinks he's smarter than the room. And I don't think he is. I think he attends YouTube University. And he... For uh, to to go into an ethereal space, I think he cares too much. Um, I was having a conversation with a buddy yesterday, and I was and we were talking about how you know, all of these movements, uh, Hebrewism, and the black people who want to say that we are the first Jews and da 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 da. And my thing, and I'm agnostic to be upfront with the listeners. And my thing is, 
who cares who's first? We're here now. Like what? What difference does that make to me? I don't see the. I don't see how that is going to help anything now. We're in the world that is of now. What Matt? What what point does it make? And all if all that is going to do is sow division. What is the point of it all? Like, so yeah. I completely agree. For anybody listening who doesn't understand what Joe's talking about, Kyrie Irving was disciplined. Uh, no, I guess not. Not, no. not even he was. Nothing's happened to What's the word I'm looking for? He was. Uh, he was questioned. When you, get a to- when you get a talking to, when you get he was uh, questioned. Yeah, that's all was, that happened. Yeah, um, <laughs> about promoting a book that was turned into a movie um, that does some has some anti-Semitic sentiment in it some oh hold on. let me let me find this quote that is most a, a lot let me find this quote uh, pablo tori pablo tori did the journalism that you know i decided not to do because mind you this was a, a, like a 12 dollar rental on amazon and a 50 dollar purchase was? yeah oh, no 12 dollar rental 50 dollar purchase uh one second this is straight. This is a title card that comes up in the actual film. Uh, okay. Uh-oh. It says America has God's jewelry. The Americans have the jewels of God. The Americans have stolen God's precious jewels. What do you mean, his precious jewels? The soldier asks. Hitler said. America has stolen the Jews, the jewels of God, his jewelry, the Negroes. They are the true Hebrews. What a foolish move and direct challenge to God. And they plan on moving these false white Jews into a state of, into a state of Israel because the white Jews know that the Negroes are the real children of Israel. And to keep America secret, the Jews will blackmail America. They will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they are. This is the part that this, this is, the, is the part. This is the part. Everything I said, that's not even the worst part. This is the part. Believed to be said by Hitler in a secret document before his death in an undisclosed location. So so this film is presenting itself as a factual documentary. And it said, this is to believe to be to said. Be said. Yeah. So we're quoting what we think was said. Not even quoting. We're uh, ascertaining from what we think might have happened that he could have said this. We're just saying, hey, he may have said this. Plus also, when we're quoting historical figures, maybe Hitler's not the one. Maybe not the person you want to help maybe make not your argument. One. Maybe not the person you want to help make your argument. So, yeah. All and, right. Well, And he doesn't see how ring. this could be taken as anti-Semitic. And he doesn't think that he's promoting he in 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 the same. So Nick did he Fr- say he doesn't think he's promoting anti-Semitism? So Nick Friedel from ESPN questioned him on the. He said, um, "How do you feel?" Reprimand. So, that's the word I was looking for. I'm reprimand? sorry. I just thought of it. Reprimand. He got a reprimand. <laughs> uh, he was reprimanded. Uh, he said, "How do you feel about why did you promote this or something about promoting it?" And in now. 
rewind to just a few minutes earlier, Kyrie said, answering someone else's question, Kyrie said, uh, I have a platform. I have an obligation to my people to inform them and give them the information that they need that they can't find on their own, blah, 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 blah. Real quick, when he says my people, I'm assuming he means the black community. Yes, he does. As a young black man in America, do you take offense to that being like, hey, I don't, what do you, we're I mean, not on the there, same page here. There's some people who subscribe to Kyrie's thinking that he's obviously talking to, and I am not one of those people. Um, but I'm just saying, because he's almost putting the entire young black males in a box. It's like, no, 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 not, no, 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 we're not on the same uh, but okay because we're not in the same in his eyes that's what he's saying he's like okay. i'm trying to inform all of us yeah. um and my thing is just like i don't want your pamphlets man <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the title of it's a scam likely i'm not picking this up um but yeah uh damn i'm sorry i got you off track you were, were talking about no you said uh, title and i forgot what my Gino smith title was thank Gino. that's what it was um so yeah so so he says i i have a unique voice and i have to use it to amplify things that the people in my community need to hear the nick friedel said oh, so why would you promote this anti seven he was like i'm just a regular guy like everybody else i don't know why y'all say i promoted this by tweeting it out you just said you had a unique voice and you had to amplify things for your community to hear and see and then two seconds later, I'm just a guy like everybody else. I don't know why you're saying I promoted this. Tweeting He's something better than the Bengals defense yesterday. Tweeting hey. something is effectively tweeting something, especially without any context. And this is the very funny thing. People are like, uh, people are defending him saying, well, he didn't add it. And he tried to say this. I didn't add any context. I didn't put any captions. I didn't say watch it or don't watch it. I just tweeted it out. Well, by not providing by any context. Leaves it up. You've you've done that. I was say it leaves it up to interpretation. And here at this press conference, where you can clarify what your point in, you refuse to clarify. So then I can just assume. So by you not clarifying on the tweet, by you not clarifying this in this back and forth, so you were promoting it. You agree with the sentiments in this documentary and in this book. So, I mean, All right. I'm just no wonder you put Kyrie question mark. Yeah, it's it's baffling, and the people defending him, it just I can't understand it. Brandon, where can we find you? Um, oh yeah, everybody can find me at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. One man show is gonna be coming in January. Come hell or high water. I'm putting on that goddamn show. Uh and then check out my other podcast, X Drinking Buddy. Um, I have a guest on every week and we talk about their best and worst drinking drug party and getting in trouble stories. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Just Google X Drinking Buddy Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Joe. You can find me on Twitter and social media, Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can head over to my website, Headphone Joe. I mean, my website, JoeDorville.com. Uh, you can check out Anulo.co to check out all the other pods on the network. Uh, that's Anulo, uh, Who Does a Pod, and Miss Behavior Journal Club. Yeah. All right, Brennan. 
Let's get out of here. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Todd Gurley retired. Kind of unceremoniously, but huge shout out. R.I.P. Takeoff from the Migos. What? 28 years. Eight. Yeah, 28. What? Yeah. 